Welcome to the Industry Insider, brought to you by Promo Corner. Each week, promotional product professionals Meg Erber, Jeff Franklin, and Stephen McFadden, along with special guests, will discuss industry news, trends, and events with a focus on educating the promotional products industry. The Industry Insider, the nerdy news you need to know. Welcome to yet another exciting episode of the Industry Insider, your promotional products podcast where you can get all the nerdy news you need to know about. My name is Jeff Franklin, National Accounts Manager with Headware USA, and I'm joined today by three other lovely folks. But of course, as always, before we get to them, we got to tell you about our fine sponsors. Greater Pacific is your full service creative agency. Their experience comes from the experience of thousands of custom projects. Uh, completed for clients for over two decades with expertise in promotional products in the advertising specialties industry, custom OEM, product design, project management, CPSIA compliance, product testing, and full service logistics. They've done it all and become more effective with every opportunity. Greater Pacific creates the ultimate manufacturing experience for their clients. So go to uh, go visit them at greaterpacific.com today. Tell them the Industry Insider sent you. Why don't we say hello to Stephen McFadden. How are you doing today, sir? Awesome. Can't complain. I am. Um... <laughs> I did just spill some coffee on myself as the uh, podcast was starting, so oh. we're not going to, you know. That's all we're all good. human. We're all human. <laughs> was it know? hot so, coffee? No, actually. Um, oh. I mean, it well. was at one point. I was going to use that to excuse your dancing at the beginning of the podcast, but you know. No, that was me being <laughs> like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Meg Gerber, how are you? I am doing fantastic, and I'm glad I'm not bedroom Megged today. I mean, you know, same background. Well, technically, you're still bedroom Meg, and you know, it's it's nice that we changed our shirt to uh, you know to, to liven things up a little bit. But uh, look, you're still in the bedroom, so bedroom Meg says sleep in for good. Sleep in for good. <laughs> yeah. How are you doing? I'm doing great, actually. We're um, about to announce our. We're gonna have like a. Um, like a party, like a Facebook party, I guess, to, to celebrate our final number for Water for Good. So we're going to celebrate all our suppliers. Um, it's really exciting. Um, I don't want to, I don't want to, it's, it's coming. It's coming. So I don't, it's I don't even, yeah, because this is a pre recorded episode. So I'll have more information by the time this actually goes live. Uh, <laughs> Facebook party. Yeah. People just post like emojis of like the little, like, and dancing. Yeah, no. And it'll oh, be yeah. like, let's, you know, Facebook me, event live type thing. And, you know, Maybe I should change your icon at the top right corner no, here. There we not. go. Pre-recorded. Okay. okay. There, there we go. go. We're all good now. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Joined today by a very, very special guest, my brother, BJ Vaughn. How are you doing today? Outstanding. Outstanding. <laughs> and I, I do say my brother, and I actually mean my brother. This is my brother-in-law, y'all. Uh, BJ is married to my sister. And uh, BJ is actually the uh, the person that I have uh, my experience uh, in the promotional products industry. It's it's who I've got to blame for it. So uh, we, we've talked about <laughs> you a few times. We've, we've yeah, talked he about talks you a few about you times all the, the time, actually. <laughs> yeah. So uh, first of all, how are you doing today, BJ? Doing well. Doing well. Good. Business, Glad business to hear. is up, so you know, no no complaints. You cannot complain about that. That is not for sure. All. Not at all. So, look, it is uh, customary for us to give our special guest a good three to four minutes to introduce themselves, uh, maybe tell us how you got started in the promotional products industry and what you've been up to since. So uh, take it away, BJ. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll let you, I'm, I'm BJ Vaughn. I've been in the industry now, believe it or not, 35 years. Um, I came fresh out of college. I had no idea what this industry was. Um, I got started uh, with my uncle, who was just starting out in this industry. 
And um, I, I literally had an opportunity at the time to either work for, uh, well, I had an opportunity to work for IBM, which now I, I talk to people, you know, the young, younger people, they're, they're like, what's IBM? I say, well, you're Apple, Microsoft. It was equivalent to the Apple of Microsoft at the time. And I actually turned that down. Everyone thought I was crazy. <laughs> and if you turn, I say, hey, I turned down Apple and Microsoft to go in this industry. And I, I think the first year, not I think I know for a fact, the first year I was in this industry, I could have made more at McDonald's flipping burgers than, uh, <laughs> than I did. But I'm here, still here 35 years later. And, uh, it, you know, it was a lot of learning. But you, the thing about it, this industry is fun. And so clear, clearly doing a little bit better now than uh, than flipping burgers at McDonald's. Yes, 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 right. yes. <laughs> I, you know, people don't tell you how hard it is your first two years, unless you have, you know, a lot of mentors. But I think your first two mm -hmm. years, you're really trying to figure it out. You're paying business expenses and taxes like you. I think my first year when I opened my distributorship, I could have made more money flipping burgers at McDonald's, too. And it's hard. It's yeah. a lot of work. And yeah. then, you know, but. Yeah, sorry. I didn't mean to get off track, but yeah, no, I felt no, that. No, I definitely we, felt that. We were all <laughs> brand new in this industry. So, you know, that was the thing. It wasn't like I went into a distributorship with new, you know, we, everybody was learning. So it was a, it was definitely a learning curve. And how was the learning curve different then than it is now? Do you know? Like, well, you... well, then we knew nothing about the ASI show and all that. That wasn't maybe till five or seven years into the industry that we even found out about that. And then the wow, learning, wow. the education. And I remember that time, um, my, my wish, this was, uh, we weren't even using computers. Uh, every, most of it was fax. Yeah. And yeah. I said, if they ever come up with a color fax machine, that would be the best. Right? I send <laughs> images to people in color on the fax machine. You know, no idea what the computer internet, <laughs> any of that stuff existed. <laughs> so here I am trying to picture your uncle, I don't know him, but your uncle 35 years ago when he was just fax machines, what was he like selling pens out of like his trench coat? I'm like, come on, BJ, I got it. I got well, a great idea here. Like, <laughs> no, to be honest, he was, uh, he was, he was on top of it. Um, he came from the liquor industry. So okay. he was used to, he was and worked for one of the larger liquor distributors. And uh, he really looked at this as a cash business because um, he, he had invested in real estate. And the bulk of what he did was from the real estate background. So that was where bulk, and he looked at this as cash while the real estate was going on. Smart so man. He, yeah, he was in downtown DC back in the 70s. Mm. So it, he's done very well. And his accountants always said, why do you even fool with this stuff? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what, what we're doing? Because uh. yeah, it, it, it was a different <laughs> level. But uh, no, because it's fun. It, it, it's fun. I, I tell you what, I, I always, it's always something new. Always something new, and in 35 years, uh, I haven't gotten tired of it. it. It's still fun for me. And you know, That's this awesome. is a relationship-based industry, and and for so long, like I've known BJ longer than I've known Jeff, even though I probably knew him around the same time that you were there. But you know, mm -hmm. so I've known him almost for like the better part of 15 years. But a lot of, even though this is a relationship-based industry, there's not a, a lot of relationship selling yet. And I think we're trying to get there. I think this newer generation that's coming up into this industry is has a very big push for relationship selling, not product or or uh, category selling, let's say. So I I'm mm -hmm. interested to see like, how you've seen that change um, over the years, BJ. Well, I tell you, the biggest thing was before it was uh, picking up the phone and yellow pages, and that was how we got clients. 
<laughs> and you just started thumbing through, you know, picking up numbers. I remember my first trip, my, my initial training was uh, I had a spectrum catalog and uh, they said, look through this. I looked through the spectrum catalog. Here's the stuff we sell. Uh, you, here's some of the clients where you can look at the names on it. This is the client you can go after. And here's a phone and a yellow page and go do it. And <laughs> that's kind of that's actually fast forward to 2003. That's exactly how my training was in 2003. So yeah, nothing. There wasn't much uh, advancement between yeah. then and 2003. But yeah, go ahead. <laughs> and, and I had a car sales background, so I was. I mean, in 19, I was selling cars, and I was actually the youngest salesperson there. And by the by the third month, I was at the dealership. I was number one salesperson. So yeah, I'm not surprised. It, it, it was easy. Uh, it, th this was a lot easier. But I, I tell you what, because I didn't have the background and the training, I'll never forget. My first sales was with a place. They were called Cable TV Montgomery. So this is they. This is when the cable was broken up. He literally wanted a hundred clocks. I still remember this. A hundred clocks to stick in the vans so people could be on time. And these are just these round digital clocks. I, he, you know, he gave me the business because I stuttered the entire time that I gave the presentation and he just, I think he felt sorry for me <laughs> because I had no idea what I was doing. Oh, that's so I cute. Actually. <laughs> Did you go through Michelle Jenneric to get those clocks 35 years ago? Cause that would not surprise me either. She's been in this industry that long. I think, <laughs> you know what? I don't, I, I remember they were like, they were like 95 cents or something like yeah. that <laughs> for little digital clocks. That's crazy. <laughs> I should have kept one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, the topic for today, we definitely want to discuss, you know, sort of small business and, and different things that, you know, are, are available to small businesses out there to maybe take advantage of to kind of help better position yourself. Um, you know, whether it's the, like small business development council and things like mm -hmm. that, or, you know, BJ, you have the opportunity to go after minority uh, business as well. Mm -hmm. um, so anything like that, 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 you know, we can sort of shed light on for, for the audience would be really cool to, uh, to, to go into, but um is there anything else, you know, as far as introductory from like where you got into the industry to to, to now or, or uh, through that journey that you want to discuss before we get into that? Yeah, it, it's come a long ways. I mean, obviously, and, you know, knowing about the shows and just the opportunities right now is, is just so different from, you know, when it started out. Um, I always, you know, attend all the ASI, PPI shows every year. And I'm still that guy that um, even though I've been doing this that long, I go to the classes every day. Because I, I think whenever you think you know it all, that's when it's time to get out. You will never know it all in this industry, no matter how long you do it. Uh, so, I, yeah, I just definitely advise people to attend those shows. Don't just walk the show floor. Attend those classes. Invest and, in yourself. Yes, most definitely. And when I walk the show floor, I literally walk from one end to the other. I don't miss a booth. So, uh, uh, just because you never know that last booth in the corner might be the one thing you're looking for that great distributor or i'm sorry great supplier that you're looking for you know because it's they're 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 hard to find sometimes <laughs> yeah. yeah definitely well, especially if you've got blinders on if you're walking through the trade show floor you know with blinders on and you're just going from from that booth down to the one that's on the corner and then skipping mm -hmm. you know 30 booths in between just because you've already got you know a supplier for that product or that product you, you never know what you're missing yep. you know yep. whether it's you know the type of product you know maybe there's something that's sort of hidden pricing services there's all kinds of things to take advantage of so um yeah that's actually a really good point 
and one inside tip too if you go with a group of people we always split up the reason why we always split up because we always when we come back we we meet at the end of the day and everybody always has something different than to say i didn't see that i didn't oh, see that cool. so that is one of the reasons it is definitely good to split up yeah, yeah that's all right. that's really neat well um i know we're talking about small businesses uh steven you have some stats for us on what actually defines a small business do you want to talk about that for a second yeah. So, um, you know, there's a couple different definitions. One, you know, obviously the, the U S uh, they define small business a little bit differently than I think our own industry does. So I know when we uh, think about things like uh, lead and, and places like that, where we're pushing for small business as a, as a big picture, those are going to be companies that the, you know, that I guess the country defines as small business. And that would be places that are, uh, under 500 employees and under 7.5 million in in annual receipts. So most of our industry falls into that category. I think it's mm -hmm. like 98 or 99 probably percent of of those. Um, so our industry, though, we we break it down. Uh, like PPAI ASI is that I'm using the royal we here. Um, they do statistics based on over two and a half million and under two and a half million. Um, so that's how they break. When you look at statistics by ASI and PPAI, that's how they kind of break it down. Um, I'll, I'll just Q&A you guys because I'm curious if, what your guess is. What percentage of our industry is made up of under 2.5 versus over 2.5? It's 97. It's either 97 or 98 percent. I would business. say 46 percent. Mm. I'll guess 80%. Okay. So under, so over $2.5 million is 53% and under 2.5 million is 47%. The 98% Jeff, you're not talking about is the under 7.5 million and under 500 employees by the U S standards. Um, that's probably where you got that one. Okay. Yeah. From the oh, little black book, you know, cause I've been doing, I've been doing lead <laughs> with PPAI, like literally for the you last You must have missed the years. first thing I said, which is. I know. I <laughs> well, you know, I was reading your private chats in here that I'm not supposed to post. So, <laughs> yeah, I was a little distracted. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll take that. We'll take that. Um, so one of the things that is interesting is to watch how those kind of work together. And this is the smallest <clears throat> since. Um, so. 2020, the over 2.5 million was 52%. It jumped to 57%, and now it's back down to 53%. So you would think that there's some shifting in the in the industry, but really, when you go down to it, the it's because of the increase uh, or decrease in sales volume over the year before it. So small businesses, as uh, defined by our industry, so under two and a half million, had a 26.76% sales increase over the year before so small businesses were doing great um the over two and a half we're still doing good 7.2 percent increase so that's a huge disparity between the two which i think is interesting so to I'll piggyback on that though yeah. you know you gotta you gotta consider mergers and acquisitions as well so you're actually yeah. taking distributorships mm -hmm. away from the business through mergers and acquisitions up. and what's left is still up that amount so yeah. they're actually up higher than that if you think about it on average yeah, which overall led to a total increase in the industry of 15.6% uh, from 21 to 22, uh, giving us our new industry total of 
billion dollars. So we think it's pretty neat. 2019. What's that? We surpassed 2019 numbers this year by 1.2 yeah. billion. Yeah, that's so awesome. that's, that's a pretty pretty awesome increase. Um, there is one other interesting segment to look at, and that's how they break down even further into the small business. So specifically, saying in small business, they have four different categories: so under 250,000, 250,500, 500 to 1 million, 1 million to 2.5. Um, the change overall sales wise under 250s lost 6%, 250 to 500 lost 6.5%. The 500 to 1 millions gained 17.4 and the companies between one to 2.5 million grew by 67%. Yeah. We so agree. really that, yeah. that's, a, that's a nice sweet spot of, of industry growth and, but it does show you that those, in my opinion, what that tells me is those that weren't big enough to survive under 250,000, which may be more hobby style businesses or just really small businesses, just probably went away, you know, in mm. some, especially coming out of COVID after two, three years. So, um, but the ones that were hanging in there, hanging in there, hanging in there, boom, took off 17 or 67%. So, yeah, that's crazy. There you go. I think that's pretty telling, you know, because I mean, yeah. you know, when you first get into the industry and you're making those smaller numbers, you know, you're you're still learning, you know. So of course yeah. you're not you're not gonna you're not gonna grow as much, or you know, a pandemic might come through and wipe you out of the industry altogether, or mergers and acquisitions might happen, like whatever it might be. But then those people that are that are you know hanging on and continuing to grow and do the right thing and gather that experience and, and education. You know, you, you tend to know what you're doing and you can then further grow your business. So I think I think it's pretty telling. So BJ, with all that being said, what as a small business owner, what were some of the, you know, trials and tribulations you faced over the years that, you know, because you're a small business? Right. And then well, we'll we'll come back and we'll say, okay, what were some of the things that were available to you because you're a small business? Yeah, I want to hear yeah. about the the bad stuff first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well we we're we're uh seasonal with how our, a lot of our stuff is, you know, in that January, February, we we deal mostly with corporations so a lot of times that January, February, March would be times when uh, would be the lean times. People getting their budgets, that type of thing. And over the years, I mean, there were times when we were, you know, I, I made always made sure all my employees were paid. There were times I went for months without taking a paycheck. Um, that, that's what you that's what you have to do. But I made sure everyone was paid during COVID. We had no layoffs. Uh, and I tell you what, the, the 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 PPIs and all that stuff helped out. That that was positive. Um, we did everything right. We, I guess our, our biggest thing is just coming, you know, we, we always treat our customers and that, that's kind of the, 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 I guess how I handle things is we treated everyone the way we'd want to be treated. You know, yeah. and I, I, you know, you say, Hey, you know, if you're not sure what to do, you say, you know, how, how would, how would you handle, how would you like to be handled? And that was one of the things that we've always done. And I, I think it's done well for, I think the multiple, I think we have an average maybe of, I'm not sure what the industry average is, but as far as retaining customers is our average is probably 10 to 15 years. Um, wow. A lot of times we have people retire um, <laughs> before they leave us or, you know, move on. But a lot of times when people, I tell you how we've grown too, is when people have moved on, they've actually gone to another company, will pick up the business where they used to be and where they moved to because they like dealing with us. That's amazing. That yeah. You have strong roots with the community, it seems like, and with your customers. So, 
Well, a lot of <laughs> a lot a lot of the a lot of the business that you do is cyclical too, right? So like yeah, you're yeah, that, that's the biggest thing. Is like that. yeah, so yeah, yeah. It actually it's it, it really helps out a lot to to especially if you're proactive and smart about it, which you guys are at Blue Chip. You you know you 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 know what's coming up, and so you're able to use that to then go after that that client again, okay. you know, at the appropriate yeah. time and retain that business. I think it's it's really smart to have that type of uh, that type of business and to do it the way you guys do. Yeah, and I tell you what what happened during COVID, and I'll, I'll be honest, we had, we had some large clients reach out to us uh, that we hadn't dealt with, and uh, I'll say extremely large. It doesn't happen in this, in this industry, and I think because of what was going on, um, we just I, I put them through the ringer, put it that way, because I didn't think it was real. <laughs> you don't have company, you know. There's so much uh, scam, so many scams going on, and you don't have uh, a company in the top ten. Of of business calling you out of the blue, saying, "Hey, we want to place some orders," uh, not because you saw our website. We just want to place some orders, and they want our information, wanted to get them in the system. And uh, I, I I just you know I put them through the ringer because I said this doesn't happen, <laughs> <laughs> and, and I, they they passed the test. It was real, and we nice. still continue to do business with them right now. So nice. <laughs> So you found out it wasn't a prince in Nigeria. It was not. A, yeah, I, I thought it was. Though. <laughs> they passed the test. <laughs> so any other trials or, or issues that you had as a small business or things that, that came up before we get into some of the opportunities? I, I, t I tell you, initially, and if people out there, you know, have small businesses, you know, a lot of it, you know, the, the bank, when, when I talk to my bankers, they would cr they cringe. Uh, but, you know, a lot of a lot of uh, stuff in our financing. You know, in the beginning, we use uh, per, I use my personal cards, and you know, the thing about it with the personal cards, it you know, it, it kept us going. It gave us thirty days. You know, you might have net thirty, then you, you have thirty days to pay, uh, and so it it definitely helped because you know banks, want, well, especially now, I know it's really tough. We're fortunate we're in a position that we've been here long enough that we do have money from the banks if we need it. This there, but you know, a lot of small business you you finance with credit cards. Uh, and I did that for many, many years. Uh, but I've learned uh, how to, you know, fortunately, we, you know, we were able to get through. And, uh, you know, sometimes that interest rate was uh, a little high. But uh, now, you know, I, I tell you, now one of the things, credit card, I'm thankful for the credit cards because we use them. Uh, we, we use them for the points. Uh, I, I tell you, one of the things that I, I was thinking about doing my uh, thing for the MAS on maybe a, maybe a, a class on how to use credit cards for the points. You definitely want to pay them off in full. Um, but for example, when we've gone to the Vegas shows and going to shows all over the country, I haven't paid for any of my, uh, any of our employees to fly out there for over 10 years. Uh, we do all on points and it's, we just use that to fly. That's cool. So, that Megan, really cool. Stephen, I would like to issue a new challenge because since you guys, neither one of you will will move the scale at all with the MAS, and, and since BJ just mentioned MAS, uh, I would like to issue a challenge. I think BJ is going to get his MAS before either one of you guys. <laughs> oh, don't worry. Accurate. Wait, he's got a 35-year head start. You don't, you, you, don't know, you know what? I have not, I have not, I was just with ASI for a long time, and and it didn't the points didn't transfer over. I have a ridiculous amount of points. Oh, uh, <laughs> I just me, me too. Me yeah, too. Yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> I, I need to apply for it and get it. It's I forgot how many points I have. 
but so yeah. 30, uh, 30 years. 30, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's got a head start. But, uh, Steven, so Steven you, you, you raised your hand. A, yeah, you, you're also with a, a small business, considered a small business. You want to tell us a little bit about what your trials and tribulations were? I don't think you yeah, are considered was, a small business anymore, two. though, right? Aren't you guys over that two and a half? Yeah, I mean, but I guess by the U.S. standard, we're, we're under. Or the ninety-eight percent of that Jeff uses. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey. I, I didn't know. Hey. Uh, we're 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 projected to be out of ASI small business this year. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> uh, I, I would say, and speaking from you know, kind of going through it, the two challenges that I think are all small businesses go through, and BJ touched on one. The financing part is just is such a different animal for when you're first starting. Uh, whether it be for personal or leveraging things and whatever you have to do. Um, and then the positions within a company, it's not as clean when you're, when you first start because you're everything, you know, it's like <laughs> I, I'm sales, CSR, finance, accounting, you know, all in one, right. Um, and, you know, as you get larger and you start adding pieces and stuff, you can pull apart those positions to make it a little cleaner, but um, that man, it's, it's, um, it is a huge leap to go from, you know, even just when we used to do our own orders, like with the paper mm -hmm. folders and stuff, you know, mm -hmm. I'm calling and checking on an order that we have in house, make sure it's there. Meaning you're not selling, you know, like if you were supposed to be selling, you're not, you're, you know, you're doing two positions. And so once you break away from that, you realize, wow, like, you have a lot more time now, but it's, you didn't have that in the beginning because you got to make sure those go through and they, you know, that's what you can afford at the time. So, yeah, BJ, that's something you used to always say, actually, was like, if you're if you're behind the desk, it's like uh, twenty five dollar an hour work or something like that. Yep, but when you're yep, out, yep, yep, four, well, hour work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're out in front of people five, eight hundred dollars an hour. That's right. Yeah. 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 And but like in small business, most of the time you're doing that fifteen dollar hour work by <laughs> when you're by yourself when you first. That's right. I actually saw an image once and it was like, imagine if um, you go to like a team's meeting or something and it was like, and it had their salaries next to how much each of them makes. And it would say how much it costs to run that meeting. And I was like, oh, I never thought of it that way. Um, but anyway, uh, I want to talk about something more positive. I think this is really good feedback for our listeners. And it's something that I um, would have liked to have known more about. I, did, I somehow did get my teeth into this, but um things that are available to small businesses. And I don't remember how I came into contact with this um, this gentleman. His name was Clarence Fullard. Um, but I think it was something that Camden Rutgers was putting together and they were New Jersey Small Business Development Center, but they had something going on. I literally don't remember how I connected with him, but he met with me. He was a, the assistant director um, of the New Jersey Small Business Development Center over at Rutgers. And we worked on a business. He walked me through how to make a business plan and like just step by step, so many things. And I don't think I would have been able to do it without him. So I don't know. I, I wouldn't even know how to direct someone how to get to that kind of thing. But BJ, do you have any, you know, any, any, anything to say there or any like outreach? Yeah, there, there are a lot of opportunities for small. I mean, now, you know, it comes by emails every day to, to teach you and where you can learn. A lot of them are local where uh, like we're in Maryland. So like state of Maryland always mm -hmm. sends us out things and they'll walk with you through, you know, doing business plans and all that type of stuff. They have seminars, uh, as well as a lot, of, a lot of these, some of these large corporations, like we're part of NMSDC and some of these large corporations or programs will they'll actually walk you through, help you grow to the next level uh, as far as uh, having your business. Uh, and that's an opportunity, you know, it's free. It's something 
that they offer because they want to help small businesses grow. And yeah, we definitely so, take advantage of some of these. So you like you reach out to your local the, the state, right? Whatever state you're in, they should probably have like mm -hmm. a, something set up for small businesses. Yeah, I just I wish I remember how I got connected with them. It might have been on something on Facebook. I don't even know, but it was yeah. Uh, you, so you, you can actually look up your your local municipality or your the state that you're in for the the small division the small business development council, mm -hmm. and there's okay. always somebody. I mean, that's literally what they are being paid to do is to help people develop, you know, start and develop business uh, small business. Interesting. Yeah. There are a lot of, a lot of these, the trade, I forgot the name of the trade show, but it was a trade show I was just at two weeks ago, uh, two weeks ago. Yeah. I think it was called SBDC is their small business development council. I think they're nationwide. So okay. I, that, that's one that definitely you can reach out and it's a free service. Hmm. Now, did you exhibit there or did you walk around looking for new customers? Walked around looking for new customers, meeting with some of the existing customers. Basically. That's awesome. Yeah. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, BJ, one thing that I will give you guys at Blue Chip is that you've always been uh, very, you know, willing to try new things and to be proactive with what you're doing. Uh, like, I remember when I was there, you guys were very heavy into trying to get on the GSA schedule and things like that. Um, you know, always, you know, willing to go into like uh, college uh, licensing and tackle all those, you know, several hundred page contracts and things <laughs> like that. So, you know, it, it's it, like you said, you know, you're learning something new every day and always willing to to go and do something different. So I, I certainly give you uh, props for that. Um, is there anything that you can provide as far as other resources like a GSA or something that, that small businesses can take advantage of? Um, well, I'll I, I tell you that, well, MBE, we're like uh, we're part of MBE, uh, SBR, which is Small Business Reserve. Um, that's for the state. Uh, it, it really, if it, it's it's a lot of opportunities out there. It's just taking the time and finding, you know, what's available. But a lot of your local, you know, your county resources, state resources, a lot of that's available. It's just a matter of taking the time. Uh, you know, I, I do it in the evening, try not to take work time to do it, but, you know, to stay on top of these. And then it, it, it is it is a little process keeping up with the certifications because you got to do them every year and they want the paperwork every year make sure you still qualify, but it's, it's well worth it. So BJ, if you were starting over now, you know, in, in 2023 with the different resources that are out there now, what would, what would you, uh, what would you do differently maybe? Or, or is there, is there something that you would do faster or jump on quicker or using the experience that you have, but starting over now? I, I tell you, I definitely technology is, is key. Uh, you know, we, we start out with the folders <laughs> and definitely get into the systems is a way to go. Um, if you can automate, uh, that that's that's the key. Uh, okay. you, you you can be one to two people, three people. You can you invest the money in automation, uh, where it's not so much manual. And then it's a matter of getting out there and getting in front of you know get in front of people to grow your business. Yeah. Don't sleep on those folders now, man. I mean, that's uh, <laughs> having, having something tangible to remind you on your desk that there's something that you've got to touch. Like that's that's the one issue that I will say that I have with digital stuff now is that it, it's not as quite a not quite as in front of you as uh, a folder on your desk. Yeah. Well, it's called what works for you, too. Well, here's yeah. the thing. We, because we, we come from the old days. I mean, if the computers ever crash, we, we have a backup plan very fast. And got that fax <laughs> that comes in and you prove it by, you know, and then sending it back, you fax it back to RCC Koozie. Remember there that? Go, near right. line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did, did, oh, do you guys okay. utilize DCX, uh, delegate, delegate yes. CX? Yes. We, we just, we just started with them and, uh, we, we started 
we were actually trying about delegate uh, D6, and I, I forgot the other one. The uh, it was a rival. Um, so we're we're trying one of each. They have different uh, pluses and minuses that they have, and cool. uh, one forward facing, one uh, kind of inside. So nice. we're, we're giving them a test now. So so far awesome. they've been going great. You have to let yeah. us know how they go. Most so Stephen and BJ, I'll ask you both this question: Is that something that you feel like would be beneficial to a, a small business person that's in that maybe seven hundred and fifty thousand to one and a half million? Uh, and sales revenue that like you're looking to kind of replace some of that $15 an hour work for, to get your, you know, to free yourself up to be out and doing the five to 800,000 or five to $800 an hour work. Uh, yeah. Uh, for, for us, definitely, definitely. It, it's uh, we're, you know, and I'm surprised at how fast sometimes uh, they, they get the stuff, you know, if we need quotes or, you know, where we'd be calling the vendor to check on, you know, prices on this shipping, uh, matter of fact, I, I got a laundry list right now. As soon as we're on, I got to send it to them. And I mean, it, it's something they're actually faster than me. Mm. <laughs> I mean, How funny would it be if we had uh, a DCX person come in and replace each of us on a podcast <laughs> one day? <laughs> That'd be weird. <laughs> you know what? You still need that. Well, it, it enables it. It frees us up interior, you know, internal, so we can go out and get that eight hundred dollar now. There you go. From the clients. As there opposed to doing this fifteen dollar an hour work, so yeah. that's what I look at. Yeah, I would I would echo. I think um, that or even virtual assistant options are, are out there where you can share virtual assistants, um, even if you don't need someone full time but part time. Um, I, I you know looking back now, if I started over today, I wouldn't be opposed to even starting in something like a buying group as well because you get so many advantages right off the get-go um getting started you don't have to stay with them forever but it's always a good way to get your your feet under you and and even get some some support in certain ways so lots of resources i think would be would i, I might do differently than you know if i if it started today just because the matter set this out there i would say 20 years ago the idea of mentorship just probably wouldn't have been a around it was everyone wasn't as friendly and open as they are it seems right now so the fact that i could call people down the street and get advice or join some of the many mentorship groups that are in our industry to get myself started um as a free resource i mean that's that's incredible and that's totally different than it was i i have to imagine 35 years ago oh, most definitely most you, definitely. you wouldn't walk down the street to your competitor and say hey what would you do here be like get out the door yeah. never <laughs> that <laughs> that's, true. that's true yeah it's yeah. definitely changed and the show trade shows and meeting with people has definitely changed you know people's attitudes and how people work you know and then you have i guess there are a lot of mentors out there that advertise their services i'm just think top of my head david blaze that's you know yeah that, that's mm -hmm. been out, you know those people didn't exist when i started out so yeah yeah definitely. yeah I was in my own little bubble. I didn't know anything about regionals or I went to the promotion promotions East show every year and, and that was it. And that was a very, very tiny little bubble. So, yeah. so yeah. So thank you, BJ. This was a, a really insightful topic. We didn't think it was going to go 35 minutes, but it did. And that was a lot of really good information. So thank you. You were a great oh, you, guest. We appreciate it. Hey, you're welcome. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. <laughs> oh, yeah, awesome. absolutely. 
Well, listen, this podcast is brought to you by our good friends over at Greater Pacific. They're a direct manufacturer of custom OEM products selling to the promotional products industry with over 27 years of experience and specializing in over 10 product categories. They can uh, source and deliver most any product for you. Greater Pacific is a full-service sourcing product and management, uh, managing every aspect of the uh, production with staff on the ground in Asia and utilizing their time-tested 20-step project management protocol. No, uh, no need to worry about quality control, product safety, CPSI compliance, uh, or the hundreds of details related to custom manufacturing. Greater Pacific oversees every aspect for you and their global logistics team and in-house customs uh, brokering ensure timely, seamless delivery. This is how they provide the ultimate manufacturing experience and they back this claim with a 30-day product guarantee on all orders. So head over to greaterpacific.com to learn more. Tell me the Industry Insider sent you and uh, yeah, that'll do it. BJ, really appreciate you coming on and uh, until next time, guys, we'll see you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Promo Corner's Industry Insider. For more great content from industry thought leaders, including podcasts, blogs, and videos, visit promocorner.com.